Okay, Mexico, let's begin. Um, the towns that we're going to, I'm going to show you some maps later, but uh, we've been there once before. Colleen and uh, Rachel and Reg and I all went once before to the same town, so we've got some awesome pictures to show you. Uh, I'm going to show you uh, a quick, well, it's not quick, it's about a three and a half minute clip from Reg. He just uh, uh, taped it this morning from Florida. And um, 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 so, yeah, this will be him talking to the whole team going on the trip. Can we have the team come up for a second or at least stand up? You guys, uh, everybody even the purple shirt, stand up. Just so we know, it's kind of obvious that this is the team that's going. We got cool, awesome shirts made up. In the back, it says Flexico in Mexico, which means we're going to be very flexible along the entire trip. Just whatever happens, you know, if we have some, I think you guys can sit. That's good. So uh, that was pretty cool. So let's listen to Reg, see what he has to say. If we can have the volume up, please, that'd be great. I've been thinking about this up-and-coming missions trip to Mexico that some of our family members at Hope Fellowship will be going on shortly. Brings back some very fond memories of the trip that I went on with Hope Fellowship there several years ago. They took us to a village there that was very, very poor. And if you were well-to-do there, you had a little tiny house and the people were actually very meticulous about how they cared for their houses. If you're not so well-to-do there, you actually lived in an open-air house where they just had a little shelter to sleep under, and the rest of their house was basically like an open courtyard. It was very eye-opening. The, the really neat thing was that the people really so appreciated us coming out to their village. I know there's a lot of apprehension about Mexico right now, and believe you me, this is not one of the places that makes the news in Mexico. Our brother, Gerardo Vasquez, was, was very, very good about where he took us and kept us all safe. And I'm, I know that he would do the same again this time. But I just, I just can't help think about the experiences that we had there. We had two open-air meetings there. The first day, we had probably about what we're expecting for a crowd. It was a good handful of people. Maybe that's underestimating it, but there was maybe 40, 40 or 50 people there. And we ministered out in the open air, and it was, it was actually quite comical. There was chickens walking around, stray dogs walking around as, as Mike and us were up there ministering to the people. The second day, however, was just amazing. It was like the whole village showed up that day. It was standing room only. It was, it was really, really mind-blowing. And, you know, really all we were doing was just trying to allow the love of Christ to shine through us and to just tell these people that they are unconditionally loved, accepted, and completely forgiven. And that message just rang true through and through. And the results of that message were just absolutely awesome. In, in the time that we were there, we saw people healed. We saw gifts that we had brought for the children multiplied beyond, beyond my expectations. It was absolutely mind-blowing. We had probably about 120 children who got in lines for coloring books and crayons. And we initially started just handing them out very sparingly when we saw the crowd of kids and what we had to hand out. And we started out very sparingly handing things out. And the next thing you know, we kids were getting back in the back of the line and coming through two, three, four times. And by the end of it all, we were handing out handfuls and handfuls to every child. And I don't know where it all came from. Uh, it was definitely a miracle. 
But the bigger miracle is that people were, were receiving the message of love and acceptance. And I'm just actually envious of those who are getting to go on this trip back to the same place that we went to several years ago. And I know that you'll be so well-received and so well-blessed. It was sure an eye-opener for me. And i got to say, one of the most cherished gifts that I have in my life, apart from that memory, is a little white towel with some little hand stitching on it that some of the women made as a gift and I cherish that I know it doesn't sound like much but I cherish that because these people have so little that one little tiny towel with and some stitching is some, something that some of these it's the only thing that they have and so understanding how poor these people really are really makes you appreciate what they do for you as as a gift and and an offering of what you're doing for them. But the biggest memory I have is of, of the people receiving this message, and we were able to hand out some Grace Walk books in Spanish, and they went right to the ground and, and sat down and just started reading, and it was just, just absolutely amazing. It would be really great to see where some of these people's lives have headed since we were there last, and I'm sure that those who get to go this time around will be extremely blessed. I'm sure you'll have a safe trip. We'll love to hear the stories when you come back. God bless. Yikes. Whew. I listened to that this morning and went, oh my goodness, I've forgotten so much. And uh, it, it's, it will be a, a great experience. I'm going to invite Rachel. Yeah, sure, right when we're all teared up, I know. And Colleen, come on up. I'm getting all choked up too. Um, just give us a 30-second, hey, what, what should the kids look forward to? How would you like to encourage the team that's going, and what would you like? Just fast. Okay. Whatever, whatever you pick. Okay, thanks. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that impacted me was really the generosity of the people that were there. They were just so hospitable and so gracious and so welcoming, and they gave out of their, they gave really out of their want, but um, they just gave so much to us that um, I think I felt very undeserving of. But um, I think the faces of those children, and in the midst of all of the faces of those children, that tiny little old lady is probably burned on my mind. I will never, ever forget her and the fact that she received the message of life in Christ prior to then dying um, was just a very profound experience that God allowed us to have that opportunity to speak into her life and share the truth of Christ with her was just incredible. And I just encourage all of you to just be expectant for what God is going to do, not only through you, but in you during this trip. Um, what stands out for me is how scared I was to go, and I was especially so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't scared of the country because I, I felt like the Lord was leading us and taking us there and was looking after us in the middle of it. I was scared about the poverty. I was scared how I would respond when I saw people. Would I be a would, how, how do you respond when I've never been in a place where they don't have a roof over their heads to sleep? Um, and I didn't know what, I, what was I going to say to them that would be encouraging. I've never lived in this manner or had to survive on 
dollars a day or less. And um, Reg mentioned it too in the in the video about uh, the fact that uh, we didn't know if we had enough to bring. So I was scared about that too. I'm like, you know, we, especially when I got there and I saw all the kids, and and it wasn't just the kids that were lining up for, to to get stuff. It was everyone. Um, and I remember saying, I'll come back to you to an adult, and uh, because I didn't think we had enough for the children. And um, part of the reason I didn't think we would have enough is because what we brought in, some of it didn't get through customs. So we only had about, was it half maybe even? Less, what, less than half of what we brought with us. We brought 13 bags, 10 were confiscated, and yeah. we learned our lesson. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, we do not have enough. <laughs> you know, that, that was my mentality. So um, we walk in, and so what, what I'm taking away from this experience after going through that and realizing we had, in fact, way more than enough, we wouldn't have been able to handle giving out or how we would have given out all the stuff that we had. It was really God's blessing, and I trust that whatever was confisca- confiscated somehow made it to the people in Mexico in any way. We got it there, so um, somehow it... it it hopefully trickled down, but we we had more than enough, and not only that, it was our presence there that people commented on. The fact that we actually came from our homes to visit them, people kept commenting on it. Thank you so much for coming. I'm tearing up now too, but um, it it wasn't anything we brought. It wasn't anything we did. It was our presence there expressing how loved they were that uh, people kept saying back to us, thank you so much for coming, thank you. And you'll see too when you get there how, um, how much of a blessing you'll actually take away from it. Um, because I was thinking, how can I be a blessing? And I was just shocked at, about how much um, I actually gained from that trip. Wow, thank you. So team, I hope you hear that. This, it, uh, yeah. I'm gonna interview a few people right now. We're gonna start off with Allie. So come on up, Allie. We're going to just ask you a couple of questions. I've, I've asked them to prepare some thoughts on why you're doing this trip and just kind of whatever. So this is going to be really informal, really quick, because this is going to take a lot longer than I thought. So why are you going on this trip according to what you've planned in advance? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I've heard about other people's trips and just experiences that other people have had, like my mom and my sister and just places they've been and people they've been able to bless and how... They've been blessed, and I just wanted to experience something like that. Cool. Are you nervous or scared about any part of the trip? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess just the whole thing overall and just, you know, having enough for them and, you know, having, you know, being enough for them and, you know, just everything, really. <laughs> well, Rachel covered it really well. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Like, we all went, okay, what do we expect? What, what are we, what are, what are we going to say? Like, it's so unprepared, unscripted. This is where you just trust God the whole way through. Um, there are many personality types going on this trip. <clears throat> and so uh, what would you describe your personality type as? Extrovert, introvert, contemplative, sensitive, perceptive, decisive? What would you say? I think I'm an extrovert, I think. Okay. Sort of. Um... <laughs> so you're going to carry the life of the party then? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> good. That's good. That's all. Thank you. Next, we're going to have your sister come up. Da, 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 da. So why are you going on this trip? Um, because it's something that I love to do. I've been on one previously. I love to experience different cultures um, and to travel and just to see the world. So Awesome. Um, are you nervous or scared? 
Um, I'm nervous about the language barrier. It's, it sucks when you can't communicate with people, so that worries me. No comprehendo, yeah. Just, that's all you got to keep saying. Oh, I know a few Spanish words, taco, salsa, you know, important ones. Um, what are you most excited about seeing or experiencing that you can think of? Um, I'm really, exper uh, really excited to serve people. Um, it, it's what I love to do, whether it's at home or overseas, and just to make sure that people feel loved and to allow God's love to flow through me. Very cool. Thank you. Anything else you want to share with us, or is that sum it up? Is that pretty? Okay, good. Next, Linda. Linda is going to be the last one for this set, and then she's going to lead us in a song. Um, yep, sure, it's fine. Linda, what are you most excited about for this trip? Because I know you and I started talking about the trip, and it became a reality after our discussions. What, what are you excited about? Lots. So I, I also just love to travel and love to experience different cultures, and that is definite passion. Be able to share it with um, Em and Al and the youth is is going to be great um and just to be able to go on a grace-filled experience and to be able to share that love what was the question what are you looking for <laughs> for you what are you looking forward to for experiencing down there what, what are you looking forward to potentially uh, gosh i just i just love that i love i love to travel and i love to love on people i i think it's a tough question to answer because they won't know until they get there and that's, that's a big deal. I'm excited for them. And the rest of us who've gone are excited for them because we've seen it. We know. And I'm going to sit back like a giddy kid watching their faces enjoy and experience the entire thing. Uh, that's going to be my joy. Um, Linda, uh, I'm going to let you lead this next song. Unless you have anything else you want to share, you're welcome to. Yeah, I guess the other thing that I just... I have kind of watched our teenagers grow up and go through high school, and and I struggled as a teenager just to kind of feel like with self-esteem and feeling like you want to fit in, and, and, and I always thought it was more to do with my family situation, which wasn't spectacular at the time, and now my girls have a great loving family with parents that are together, and we're pretty awesome, but, but they're still... There's still struggle, and I think that's that was a surprise to me as I kind of watched them sort of try to navigate through high school and and all that. And so I'm just super, super excited about being able to travel with these youth because they're awesome, and I've really been enjoying getting to know them more, and I'm really um, grateful that I get to love on them and support them and help them to find their gifts and, and use those and share those while we're away together, so... Um, yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. And early when we first started talking about this trip, we talked about, you know, just being open to whatever God wants to show us, um, as we travel together. And that's, that's been on my mind. And this song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, has been on my mind as we've been preparing. So come and stand and sing with us today. Megan, come on over. All right, come over to the side. What are you most excited about for this trip? Um, I'm excited to play with the children and everything and like just see how like happy they are and like yeah. Cool. Are you scared about anything? Yeah. I'm scared to be without my parents. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm scared to like die. <laughs> Truth. You have a whole bunch of people praying for you. <laughs> okay. 
Personality types. You've got to get along with everybody. So what kind are you? Are you more an extrovert, introvert, contemplative, sensitive, perceptive, decisive, annoying what? <laughs> I'm definitely introverted. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you'll be our wise one when we seek out wisdom, right? Sure. Okay, good. Anything else you want to tell us about uh, your hopes for the trip? Um, I don't know. Sure. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to um, just see what God has in store and everything and like see what he does for me as well as them. So, yeah. Was it encouraging to hear the other people talk about it beforehand? Yeah. Like Reg and... Uh, okay. Yeah. Good, good. Thank you. I'm going to have Jonathan and Avery both come up. That way it's not... You can, might as well stand together. All right, Avery, you first. Did anybody make you go on this trip? My dad. All right. Um, What are you most excited about uh, and looking forward to for this trip? Um, I think I'm just always so caught up in, like, my everyday life that I forget what's actually out there. And the only way to do that is to actually go and experience it. And I want to see, like, deeper how generosity actually affects people. That's cool. Um, personality type, which one are you? You heard the list. How would you describe yourself? Um, I'm an introvert, for sure. And very, very smart. So, um, are you nervous or scared about any part of this trip? Um, I think I, I overthink yeah. a lot of things, so I'm kind of nervous for everything, and also the language barrier, too, and how I'm going to like connect with people and stuff we're going to figure it out as we're down there so that's pretty cool so thank you jonathan come on over you can swap spots jonathan um you have a a unique uh uh story of how you decide to come on this trip because i know i encouraged you but tell us a little bit about what happened on what made you go okay so i think i was one of the first ones to be told about the trip maybe i don't know but um i was a little bit I wasn't sure if I wanted to go on a trip because my first experience with traveling was two years ago where I went to Alberta with my mom. And it was a good time and all, but like I didn't like being away from home. And I mean, it was my first time, but like still I was like, I don't know if I really like this traveling thing. And now you're going to be stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, I guess. Yeah, I was really unsure, and I mean, just like from what I know about myself right now, I'm sure it'll change. But you you mean like overthink? Yeah, I overthink. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, That was just a guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. So what happened? So I told you that um, I wasn't sure, and I would think about it, and I would pray on it, and talk to my parents and. You know, just try to get fig- figure things out. And so, during a, I was at school, and during a test, I heard this a single word. I heard "go," and I mean, I can't really argue with that. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, Lord. I sure, you sure that wasn't a driver's exam you're doing? <laughs> No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, so, I don't like. I don't know what God has to show me there in in Mexico, but I'm 
I'm ready. I'm open. And flexible. Flexible in Mexico. Thank you very much, both of you. Awesome. Good job. And uh, I think we're going to get into some fun stuff now. We're all done. You can go down. Otherwise, you're up here alone. Okay. Let's give you a quick update. Um, some of you have asked for this book. Um, this is a fundraiser for Avery. Uh, she and uh, Lori made an adult coloring book. They're only 10 bucks. They're at the back. So and all this money goes towards the trip. So for those that have asked, they are now here again. Um, so I wanted to give you a heads up on that. Secondly, uh, can I have all the lights out for just a moment? Because I want to show you guys where we are going, okay? We're going to begin by flying into Guadalajara, Mexico. And this place over here is really nice. But anyway, we're not going there. <laughs> just saying. So that's where we fly into. Um, we have a long layover in Atlanta, so they're going to learn about airports. Uh, and then the first day, we're going to travel over to that, little, that town. It's a larger city. Um, and uh, minister to a church there. Uh, I've met the pastor. Uh, great, great uh, family. Um, I'll show you some pictures of the church in a moment. Once we're done that, we come back to Guadalajara. And then we uh, go to El Limon Nayarit. This is the town that uh, uh, we're going to do most of our work in. This is where we're bringing the supplies to. Uh, this is the town that we've been to in the previous time. Once we're done there and doing some painting um, and giving away stuff, and we're doing two, we're doing two services in each, in each of the uh, cities. We're going to do two worship services and, and stuff, and I'll tell you what we're going to do in them. Um, and then we come back to Guadalajara uh, and then fly back home to Canada. Uh, but that'll be a Thursday to Thursday, so a lot of traveling. Yes? I don't know. Oh, four, three, four, uh, four hours each way. Yeah, four hours each way. And uh, the roads are um, they're, they're normal highways, it, but when we get into this town, it's, it'll, once we get off the beaten path, it's, uh, it'll be, we drive a little slower. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, there's a, yeah, yeah. So when you're leaving that little town right there, make sure you go into the bathroom. Oh! <laughs> oh, right. And we heard about it. So encouraging. Yeah, Jonathan and I, we're in trouble, dude. It's all girls we're traveling with. It's okay, we'll, we'll figure something out. Earplugs. Oh! <laughs> Moving on quickly. All right. This is Gerardo Vasquez. He is the Latin director. That was brilliant. Um, the Latin director for uh, Grace Walk. Uh, he teaches and travels all through Latin America. He translates all of, uh, tons of sermons and translates books into Spanish. He just spends so much time doing that. He is an absolute saint. These are his kids and his wife. Um, uh, hopefully we'll meet them when we go, but they're not traveling with us. So Gerardo is the one that's going to be our, 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 our key host. This is our travel mobile that we're in. So there's only a limited amount. It's nicer than the one we were in. So, um, yeah, this was donated to him by a guy in Indiana, uh, which is a tremendous gift, uh, and it has air conditioning. Yeah, because the last time we went, it did not. <laughs> so, that's where the real whining was. The first city that we're going to, this is the outside of the church. 
It's a little bit fuzzy because that's the way the picture came in, and this is it. Yeah, this is the big city. So um, um, that's the group we're going to be going to minister to the first Sunday. See, they have electricity and guitars and speakers and all that stuff. And uh, they're really great. And though that's the pastor and his wife. Uh, they've been doing a lot of work in that city, uh, spreading the message of grace and identity. And so we're going there to encourage them. And uh, uh, I'll go over some of the content that we're going to do uh, while we're down there. Uh, last time we went, I'm going to now show you the village we're going to up in Nayarit. Uh, this is the beginning. Well, okay, this is, we're just having a little bit of fun and relaxing. Um, but this is the, a view from the outer court into the area that we're going to be speaking in. That is our community center. There's a building, too. It's very airy, but uh, that's where we were doing our event. Um, there's a group of the people there just sitting outside, ready to hear us. This is the first day, day one. Um, then... I did some teaching. Gerardo translated. So we're going to have each of the youth share a testimony or story of some kind um, while they're there, and Gerardo will translate it. And they are going to have some teenagers share stories and have it translated. So it's back and forth. It's a mutual encouragement to hear, even just to share what life is like in our own countries and what we're thankful for, whatever it is that God puts in your heart to share. So that's going to be really, really cool. Um, the kids, just li- I remember her, just a couple of pictures of her. Um, just, she just latched on to the whole team and, and did not miss a single thing. All ages were there. They paid attention. They were not distracted. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, just smiling faces, just happy that uh, others are there. Uh, got some really good pictures of that. Look at that. Good-looking guys. Um, the testimony time again. Um, Red shared. He spoke from his heart, and that was really powerful. Um, Colleen did as well. Rachel did too. Oops. And then the kids are smiling. Having, they love their pictures taken. That's definitely for sure. <laughs> and Reg had the big camera. So that was a really good picture. Um, this is us uh, giving some more things away at the van. Um, I cannot, I, for, when, when Reg reminded us of all the giving away and how it multiplied for some weird reason, I forgot about that. And it was really real. Like, there's no way we could give away that much stuff. Something happened in that bag, and uh, it was a complete God thing. Uh, as we're milling around, the kids are sitting on top of the structures just listening, and it was, it was quite incredible. They, they were so into it. And there's the line Reg was telling them about. They lined up. And yes, it was funny. To the back of the line and come back through again. It was like, it was so funny. Yeah, but anyway, we'll see what happens this time. There's Rachel giving away stuff. We just we had everything on a table. And we first we started with one pencil, you know, one crayon, and and then like I said, handing there's Colleen handing them out. Um, and then at night it got very dark, and that was our cue to leave. Um, very dark. Yeah, oh, by the way, that was, a, that was a picture of a guy on a horse. You can't see that very well. But that's a sombrero dude, you know? And uh, just the typical Mexican, that was it. Yeah, yeah, you'll, they'll love it. Uh, this is the house we stayed in. No, it's not. Um, but uh, just the structures that are all around, you know, this, it's pretty cool. There's some kids enjoying. See, she look at her handful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so just enjoying it. It was really good. There's, we were handing out papers the next day and workbooks so that they had something to draw in. Uh, just, again, more handing out stuff. It was really, really cool. I was shocked at how attentive they were, you know, just appreciative and, you know, giving them whatever we could. It was, it, uh, you almost wish you had brought even more. Um, again, just intently listening. Cute kid. That's the purpose of that picture. Um, oh, another cute kid. <laughs> Chubby baby. Um, 
group discussion, you know, in the morning. This is the next day, obviously. And uh, lots more kids out that day. A lot more. It was pretty cool. This is the woman. This woman came to faith on that trip and was killed in a car accident six months later. She was how old? 90? 91, 92. Very old. And to see somebody hear news and then actually get to meet her maker, um, it's just, it was a profound time. Like, it's funny you remembered that because as soon as I saw that picture, I went, oh, I remember that. It was very, because she had a lot of questions. It was really, really cool. Um, more teaching time. Uh, Gerardo was very busy translating. The kids were praying, and it was just, that was just a really, really, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> more giveaways. Um, uh, pulled out the rest of our stuff and gave them away that day, too. Uh, very busy. Look at that. More. Yeah, once, once, we're going to take some money with us and buy some of the supplies down there so we'd have no issues with border. And we have been given a bunch of suitcases by the thrift store, and they're all different. Instead of having 13 identical bags, which stand out, um, now we're going to come in as normal tourists with an extra bag, and it'll be much better. We're not going to wear these shirts through the Mexican border um, because we'll look like we're part of a team. And I want to keep the least amount of questions. Um, but then we'll put them back on as soon as we, we're traveling through. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's a picture of the whole group. So we, Reg is taking the picture, so he's not in it. Um, but uh, the, yeah, it's not very clear. People listening in from the outside, Reg was walking around taking pictures, and they were listening in to the event from the outer court wall. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, again, kid praying. You know, we prayed over a bunch of people because uh, they, they just appreciated it. I couldn't believe that. I remember that kid. That was, that was really neat. He prayed for healing. And we just prayed for anybody that wanted it. And this is something we're going to do there too. And just pray through whoever wants prayer. And yeah, I'm scared because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I've got my own nervousness just in case you guys think, oh, he's all confident. He's fine. He's not scared of nothing. <laughs> Being responsible is scary and uh, not knowing what's going to happen unprepared for what really will happen there. That's why we got to be flexico in Mexico. Um, again, this guy got a book and immediately sat down and started reading off to the side and Reg captured that in a, in a photo and I thought that was just brilliant. He just didn't stop reading. He kept reading, 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 reading. Um, again, we don't have any books now because he's given all of them out and there's no more money to print more copies at this time. So he's trying to raise some money um, to print more books into Spanish because people love this. It's all free online, but there's no Wi-Fi. <clears throat> that was a joke and true. So there's Rachel with a young lady, and just uh, uh, she, was, she was just really good at loving on people down there, so that was cool. Um, just another one of the buildings we drove past. That's the other side of it. And that's kind of, you know, people live in there. Like, that's their house. This is the street. Look at the, this is a good road. Okay? So it's all cobble. Um, that's just, so it's a very bumpy ride. <laughs> There's a reason they replace their shocks every year. Um, just a new, that was a cool structure. It was neat. And that was not so cool. More of the streets. This is, I think this is in the main city. This is a, yeah, this is in Guadalajara. So it's kind of cool. And then, of course, found a Starbucks. Because they had a bathroom. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah, see all the smiles? That's right. Rachel, this one's for you. 
<laughs> I had to, sorry. We did some shopping, and the kids will have a chance to go to Liberty Market and, uh, and find some really cool things. It's very inexpensive there. Um, and then, of course, a very goofy one. There we go. All right. So that's where we're going. You can have the um, stage light on. Um, that's a kind of a run-through of the location. I hope that gives the kids and the adults a, better, a much better picture of what you're going to see and where you're going uh, versus not having a clue. So, so here's what we're going to be doing for our project. We're going to be painting, and Eldon's going to freak when he sees some of this, um, but that's okay, and any other painters in this place. But these are some of the homes we're going to paint in the outside. That's a fuzzy picture, but that shows you the, how wrecked the, uh, the outsides of the buildings are. Uh, they have no money to buy more paint to do the painting. Um, that one is going to be a nightmare, and there's a worse one coming. Um, so I'm assuming we've got to prime pretty good and, and uh, uh, make sure it's broomed off and then just, just do the best we can. It's all we can do. Um, this is kind of the texture that we're going to be dealing with. Um, it's going to be busy. See the, the dirt floors in the homes? They don't have concrete floors in most of the homes. It's dirt. Um, so when you say sweep the floor, you <laughs> Never done. Um, this one's going to be a nightmare to do. Uh, no idea how we're going to do that, but we'll do the best we can. Spray paint, yeah. Spray torch, <laughs> yeah. Um, again, this was not so bad, but uh, I'm just it's, I'm showing you the workload that we're going into. Um, that one's brutal, you know. Now we already sent the money for paint, so we have that sent already, and they bought six pails uh, of three different colors. What? Fox. iFox. There we go, Linda. So um, they bought that already. Uh, we gave them money for gas. Somebody had a vehicle, so we paid for them to go get their paint because it would be a nightmare for us to have to try and figure that all out. We do have to get our brushes. We bought them a, a bunch of chairs. I think we bought 25 chairs for them for their community center because they, they don't have enough. So it was just another way to, to bless on them, and we sent it in advance so that the chairs are there when we get there. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, next. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing, Linda, is going to today practice doing balloon animals out in the food court with the kids, uh, practicing for Mexico. Plus, we have how many hours in the airport to learn and practice. Maybe she'll teach us all how to do it, which would be kind of funky. So that's one of the things we're going to be doing during the work time. Some kids will be painting. Some may be playing. We don't know. We're figuring it out as we go. Uh, and then we're going to be telling some stories. Uh, we're going to tell multiple stories, and because we can't bring our computer, and there's no projector, no plugs for that kind of stuff, we decide to print the book in large. So we four sheets taped together, and so we can have the kids see it. And that's, we're going to do two books like this. So the first one is the most important. This deals with identity, knowing who you are. It's the story of the Wemmix and Punchinello, if you remember that. So we have uh, the kids, I'm going to make the kids read it. And they're gonna, and the other kids, uh, the, the teens that are involved, uh, you guys are gonna be reading the story, holding the pictures up, and all that. So you guys are gonna be participating in that part. So that's one story for the one service. And the second service, we're gonna do this one called "With You All the Way" by Max Licato. It's about hearing the voice of God that you're never alone, um, that He's always there, and um, this will really be a great springboard not only for the kids but for parents. Like it's a, it's a multi-age uh, message. And so that's going to be done as well. I think the, the, that book's being printed right now uh, just so the kids have something to see. And it's like a big storybook time. And for you, we're going to do something special. We have time to do this. I'm going to read you a story. Oh, isn't that nice? So 
This is one of the stories that we're not going to do. This is a story for you, and especially for the team. All right? Jonathan read this and thought this would be perfect for uh, the whole team going and for those in the church that uh, probably need to hear this lesson. So, Simon, I'm going to get you to click whenever I turn this page because I, I only got so many hands and I don't have a headset on. All right? With you or just the way you are. Click. Good. A long time ago in a land much like your own, there was a village. And in the village lived five orphans, a lonely family of fatherless children. They had banded together against the cold. One day the king learned of their misfortune and decided to adopt them. He announced that he would be their father and would come for them soon. When the children learned what they had, that they had a new father and their father was the king and the king was coming to visit, they went wild with excitement. When the people of the village learned that the children had, had a father and their father was the king, that the king was coming to the village, they were all excited as well. They went out to see the children and told them what to do. You need to impress the king, they explained. Only those with great gifts to give will be allowed to live in the castle. Lie number one. The people didn't know the king. They just thought all the kings wanted to be impressed. So the children began preparing gifts to, gifts to offer the king. They worked long and hard to be sure the king would approve. One of the children knew how to carve, and so decided to give the king a wonderful work of wooden art. He set his knife against the soft bark of an elm and whittled. The small blocks of wood came alive with the eyes of a sparrow or the nose of a horse. His sister decided to present the king with a painting that captured the beauty of the heavens, a painting worthy to hang in his castle. Another sister chose music as her way to impress the king. For long hours, she practiced with her voice in mandolin. Village people stopped at her window and listened to her music, took wings, as her music took wings and soared. Yet another child set out to turn the king's head with his wisdom. Late hours would find him with his candle lit and his books open, geography, math, chemistry. The breadth of his study was matched only by the depth of his desire. Surely a king would appreciate all his knowledge. But there was a sister who had nothing to offer. Her hand was clumsy with the knife and her fingers stiff with the brush. And when the little girl opened her mouth to sing, she, would, she was sounded hoarse. She wasn't much of a reader. She believed she had no talent. And so she believed she had no gift. She, all she had to offer was her heart. And her heart was good. She spent her time at the city gates watching the people come and go. She would earn pennies to buy food for her brothers and sisters by grooming people's horses or feeding their animals. She was a simple stable girl, but she had a good heart. She knew the beggars by name. She took time to pet each dog. She welcomed home travelers and greeted the strangers. How was your journey, she would ask. Tell me what you learned on your visit. How was your husband? Did you enjoy your new work? She was full of questions for people because her heart was big and she cared about people. They were all the same to her, the beggars, the rich, and she cared for all of them just the way they were. But since, she was a, but since the little girl thought she had no talent and no gift, she was very afraid that the king would be disappointed. She remembered the villagers' advice and set her mind about the task of making a gift for the king. She took a small knife, went to her brother, the carver. Could you teach me to carve, she asked. Sorry, the young craftsman responded without looking up. I'm, I've, I've much work to do. I haven't time for you. The king is coming, you know. And the girl put her knife away and picked up a brush. 
She went to her sister, the artist. She found her on the hill painting a sunset on canvas. Oh, you paint so beautifully, said the girl who had no gift but a big heart. I know, the painter answered. Could you share your gift with me? Not now, the sister responded with her eyes on the palette. The king is coming, you know. And the girl with no gift then remembered her other sister, the one with the song. She'll help me, she said. When she arrived at her sister's house, she found a crowd of people waiting to listen to her sister sing. Sister, she called. Sister, I've come to listen and learn. But her sister couldn't hear. The noise of the applause was too loud. With a heavy heart, the girl turned and walked away. She remembered her other brother, and she, t- she took a book with small words and big letters and went to see him. I have nothing to offer the king, she said. Could you teach me to read so I might show him my wisdom? The young sage-to-be didn't speak. He was lost in thought. The child with no gift spoke again. Can you help me? I have no talent. Go away, the young scholar, scarcely moving his eyes from the text, said. Can't you see I'm preparing myself for the coming of the king? So the girl went away sadly. She had nothing to give. She returned to her place at the city gates, took up her task of caring for people's animals. After some days, a man in merchant's clothes came to the small town. Can you feed my donkey? He asked the young girl. The orphan jumped to her feet and looked into the brown face of the one who had traveled afar. His skin was leathery from the sun. His eyes were deep. His kind smile warmed the girl's heart. That I can, she answered eagerly, leading the animal to the trough. Trust him to me. When you return, he'll be groomed and fed. Tell me, she asked as the donkey drank, have you come to stay? Oh, for a little while, I'm looking for someone. Are you weary from your journey? Mm, That I am. Would you like to sit and rest? The young girl motioned to a bench near the wall, and the tall man sat on the bench, leaned against the wall, and closed his eyes and slept. After a few minutes, he awoke and found the girl sitting at his feet, watching his face. She was embarrassed that he had caught her staring. She turned away. Have you been sitting there long? Yes. What, what do you seek? Nothing. You seem to be a kind man with a peaceful heart. It's good to be near you. The man smiled and stroked his beard. You're a wise girl, he said. When I return, we will visit more. The man did return quite soon. Did you find the ones you were seeking, the girl asked. Oh, I found them, but they were too busy for me. What do you mean? The first one came to see was a woodsmith rushing to complete a project. He told me to return tomorrow. Another was an artist. I saw her sitting on a hillside, but the people below said she did not want to be disturbed. The other was a musician. I sat with all the others and listened to her music. When I asked to talk with her, she said she had no time. The other I sought had left. He was moving to the city to go to school. The girl's eyes widened. She realized who the man was. But you don't look like a king, she gasped. I'm not trying to, he explained. Being a, kind, being a king can be lonely. People act strangely around me. They ask for favors. They try to impress me. They bring me all their complaints. But isn't that what a king is for, asked the little girl. Well, certainly, responded the king. But there are times when I just want to be with my people. There are times when I want to talk to my people, to hear about their day, to laugh a bit, to cry some. And there are times when I just want to be their father. Is that why you adopted the children? That's why. Adults think they have to impress me. Children don't. They just talk to me. They know that I love them, and they just say the way they are. But my brothers and sisters are too busy. They were 
but I'll come back. Maybe they'll have more time another day. The girl hesitated. Sir, what about me? I have no gift, but I would like to be your child. The king smiled. My dear, you gave the best gift, gift of all. You gave your heart, your kindness, your time, your love. Of course you'll be my child. I love you just the way you are. And so it happened that the children with many talents, but no time, missed the visit of the king. And the girl, whose only gift was her gift of the heart, became the child of the king. The end. At this time, I'm going to invite our ushers to come up. We're going to take up an offering. Um, the first one is going to be a regular offering, okay? General budget. The second one with the colored bags. The green bags are regular offering. The second one is for the missions trip. I hope you've come prepared to give to that. Um, if you aren't prepared today and would still like to, you can always call the office and do it over the phone. Jen will take care of that. But uh, I'm just going to pray for the offering right now as both offerings are taken up. We 